Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. She said I should start saying Minister Forrest Hall, but... Um, I think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Minister Forrest Hall. Um, should I just get my whole resume? No, no. No? Okay. I don't have time for Antoinette Allen is with just me. Just Antoinette. No, just no Antoinette. minister just over here. Royal Priest. <laughs> Antoinette Allen. Struggling believer. Royal Lord Antoinette Jesus. Allen. <laughs> no comment. I'm joking. I don't do So, Antoinette Allen's with me. A little bit of housekeeping. RealChurchMatter.com. SoundCloud. iTunes. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. I would love for you to share as much as you can about the podcast. I understand that I might just be doing this for one person or two people. According to the SoundCloud plays, I'm doing this for 17 people at, at least, at most. That's a lot. That's a lot That's compared a lot of, to some of these podcasts. Yeah, here. I mean. And we only 11. Oh, this is episode 11? This is episode 11, 11 weeks in. So just to continue the housekeeping, go do likewise. Go do likewise. Uh, it's IG and Twitter, Facebook, all that. And my blog is likewiselife.com. Awesome. And we're continuing to spread the gospel in our own special way. That's all we're doing, right? Yeah, we're just trying to be keep up with the times, you know. Times have changed. The days times of standing on the streets and handing out uh, tracks. Tracks yeah. is kind of. I think it was dated the minute they started doing it. <laughs> Because we are billboards for Christ. We are billboards. We just we're just we're doing of, a podcast on a Sunday today, and so we just got out of church. We just dynamic got word hearing an awesome word. Um, I am a little biased because it was my mother crushed it, but she killed it. And yes, one of the things she said is that we are billboards, and and what our billboard says is very vital, and we should be paying attention to what it says. And that was, you know, one of the big takeaways from today's message. Hopefully you guys went to church on Sunday as well and heard something. But yeah, that's what today's topic is about. Kind of, yeah. Today's topic is, can I be a Christian and not go to church? And when you first posed the question, I'm like, yeah, of course you can. I mean, yeah, it's just. What kind of Christian? Like, what? What was the <laughs> adverb? Like, what's what's going before that? Right, right. Well, it's interesting. Well, let me put it this way: Will I go to hell if I'm a Christian and don't go to church? That makes it a little bit of a different question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's the same thing essentially. Yeah. So to tackle this question, because this is a question that people have, um, a lot of people will say, you know. You know, I I have my own personal faith. You know, I know God for myself. All of that. Awesome. But we gonna focus on the question. So when I when I thought about this question, the first thing that popped in my head is. We need to tackle why this question is a question. Yeah, that's that's a problem. (laughs) Like because you clearly don't want to go. It's kind of like when you don't want to go to the doctor, you're like, what? Can I not go to the doctor and still be okay? It's like. So you don't want to go, basically. Yeah, like, why don't you want to go? Like, right. so if, if, if I know I got a toothache and they're like, you got to go to the dentist. And I'm like, absolutely not. 
So you'd rather be in pain? No, I I, I don't like the pain at all, but I don't want to go to the dentist. Right. The next question is going to be why? Right. Why don't you want to go to the dentist? And for a lot of people, it's because it hurts and it's scary. and It's uncomfortable. It's, uncomfortable. it's boring. It's, it's, it's boring. It's expensive. It, you know, it is um, a lot of yeah. a lot of reasons why people don't want to go to the dentist. And so we need to, to take a step back with this question. Not that we're stalling because she already gave you the answer. Can you be a Christian and not go to church? Yes, you can. But let's deal with the, the giving you context, because when we say this thing like, yes, there's people going to be like, cut the podcast. I'm like, bet. bet I'm out of here. <laughs> You know, I, I, I won't be in, I, you won't see me at church next week. Mm-hmm. But no, this is the reason why um, things in the Bible deserve to be discussed. They have context to them because the answer is yes. But this there's a caveat to that. And it, but I don't want to lie to you like many Christians tend to do for the sake of making sure you do what they want you to do. They will lie and say No. You can't be a Christian and not go to church. Shame on you. You better make it to church. God said it. Right. Oh, really? You know, so let's go back and let's first deal with why that's a question. That's a question to us because. Oh, something else that popped in my head while you were talking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was thinking about how like a lot of people don't go nowadays too because of so many online services. Like you can just literally watch a whole service from the comfort of your own room, and but people even, think that. But you even know, then, what's the what? Why is that convenience a issue? Right. Well, I just want to add that on. No, there. no, no. It's, it's it's perfect because that's still going to the why. Why is that convenience an issue? Why is it? Um, why is it better for me to be home? Right. What am I trying to avoid? Right. I know why I go to McDonald's. I'm trying to avoid cooking. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why do I want to stay home and watch the message? What am I trying to avoid? What don't I want to engage with? And then one of those reasons we realize is that people don't want to go to church these days because they don't see the purpose of the church. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point in going? So I felt like the first thing we can do, just so we jump in now, because we are, you know, seven minutes in, let's just jump in. So one of the, what's the purpose of the church? Number one, the purpose of the church is to worship God. Yep. Can you worship God not in church? Y- yes, you can worship God not in church. But worshiping God together is a vital part of the scriptures. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. number one, there's a script, there's a commandment that we should worship the Lord and him only should we serve. And then he says the worshiping him in spirit and truth. truth. Yep. And then he says that uh, even in the last times, uh, even in revelations, the, you know, we'll all worship God. And, and our job is to be those worshipers and those people. But worshiping him together does something for you. Uh, what it does for me, and I can only speak for me, uh, what it does for me is that it reaffirms my faith that I'm not alone and that God is ultimately dealing with not just me, but he's dealing with a people. Mm-hmm. And He's he loves 
for those people to come together and worship him. I feel like I've been at that stage too, but I've also been in a place where it frustrated me because it was like, I'm here worshiping. These people are too, but... You don't feel, <laughs> you it kinda, don't feel a togetherness. Yeah, yeah but that's part and of it kind of pro- works against it. That's part of the problem. Part of the problem, the, another reason why people don't want to go to church is that it's pe- the people in there aren't really focused on God anyway. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why. So we're we're kind of reversing through it to show like the purposes. But yeah, you're going to see more flaws in it. When I show you what the purposes of church are, you're going to see, dang, we don't do that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing that. We're not doing that properly. We're not doing that in the right way. Because in order for me to tell you, you have to go or do you need to go? You you got to see the purpose. You got to see the purpose. If you don't see the purpose of going to anywhere, why go? There's tons of times people will, you know, ask you to come out with them and you'd be like, I don't know. I don't really feel like it. And they like, hey, this person going to be there. This person, you like, you haven't really sold me. Uh, I, I really still don't see the purpose of getting dressed up, getting in the car, getting all the way there, finding parking, paying money. You know, even when people party, I don't see the purpose in a two drink minimum. I don't see the purpose in all of that. Just for what? Just for a moment of. Right. When you get to that point at, when it comes to church, I think it's because you we don't know what the purpose of the church is. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what I'll tell you guys is that if you don't, if you go to a church that doesn't meet these purposes, then you need to find a church that does. And that's not always easy. I'll tell you that. It's not always easy. Because yeah, you're, you're always going to find, you're always going to find issues like. Not issues, but you're always going to notice small things that about whatever church you go to. But I get what you mean. You should go somewhere that you feel comfortable. Yeah, because part of the thing when we say well, you're going to always notice something, uh, we have to, number one, change our view of what we're looking at. So I'm no longer looking at things that can present problems. I'm looking at purpose. Does this church serve a purpose? If that's all I'm looking at. I can never be disappointed. Serve a purpose in my life. Serve a, serve God's purpose. Serve God's purpose. So you see, because there's tons of churches that serve our purpose. You know, there's churches, people just go just because they have awesome youth ministries. Yeah. It's going to serve a purpose, but the church is to serve God's purpose. And God's purpose is to do something to you. Spiritually. Mm-hmm. And if your church isn't serving God's purpose and working in you spiritually, you have to find one that does. Mm-hmm. And yes, every church has imperfect people, but those imperfect people can operate from a per- perfect purpose. Mm-hmm. And so you find a church full with imperfect people who are operating from a perfect purpose and you'll find a perfect church. Do you say when he says I'm looking for a church without a spot or a wrinkle, he is looking for people who are obedient. These people are always flawed. We're all flawed. But you'll always hear people and they'll they'll be like they'll hear what you're saying and take that as okay, I'm I'm I need to find a church that says things that I agree with. <laughs> Cuz that's how some people I, I feel like we hear that when you say that or sure. who who operate in a way that it makes me like And that's in, that's another interesting point. When you talk about I want somebody to say what jives with me. Right. We are ultimately saying you want somebody who is who is who is saying in the same mind as you. Right. And so we should want that. 
as believers, we should be looking for a place that they jive with us spiritually. But we also should be open to grow. And part of that process is a little tricky because when we talk, when you talk about parsing knowledge, you're already missing the point. And a lot of churches have gotten into this thing of uh, equating biblical intellect with knowledge of God. And those are two different things. They are, yeah. Because when I come to church, I want you to teach me about God. How you teach me should be as simplistic as possible. Mm-hmm. When you make it stilted and you start talking about Greek and Hebrew and giving me all of these things that almost create barriers between me and and knowing God, you, this this church may be Bible based, but they're not mission based. Mm-hmm. They're not purpose-based because purpose-based is go to all the nations, share the gospel. And just to give this outlying scripture so that we understand what the church is all about. Acts 2, what is it? Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. So we understand that our job ultimately is to come together, to fellowship, to learn from people for a reason so that we can grow. Mm-hmm. But but if, if we're not learning, if that learning doesn't promote growth, then it's incorrect learning. And so you can have people come and say, you know, I I don't know if I'm getting what I need to get from this church or this church believes in things I don't agree with. Then you have to find a church that that stands on the principles that you affirm. Mm -hmm. But is you have to go in there also open to learn more about God, build on those principles. I think another big part of it, too, is understanding. Like if you go to a church that, you know, you you walk away from a message, you hear it, and even if it it you know you agree with it, it may not make you may not understand it as well as you know you you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if you're not getting if they aren't explaining it in a way that makes sense to you, I feel like you should even explore because some churches talk in a way that you know a language that you just don't and, get. And, and I honestly don't understand why people don't. At least challenge before. I don't. I, yeah, you know I would say just don't leave. don't just straight yeah. out leave. But it, 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 intention is a problem to right. me because when you, it's like when a kid goes to school and they say they come and tell you later. I didn't understand what the teacher said, but you like so you left the classroom without asking, asking the teacher, right? Or you let yourself get an F without ever going to a coach class or to a tutoring session, right? Or asking for help. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. the intention there is now that you felt you're saying what this school lacks or what this teacher lacks. But when you were in the midst of it and everything was going fine and you weren't feeling the effects of their lack of, Mm -hmm. you didn't care. And so for for us, a lot of people are quick to leave church without understanding what this church should do and what they should hold the church accountable to mm-hmm. do. That's what your message when you were preaching the other day about the church is not a daycare. Yeah, the church is not a daycare. Um, and it goes perfectly to that because my prayer was that people start to 
to hold the the teachers accountable. Mm-hmm. Church is not daycare, it's a school. Yep. And in, in the goal of a school should always be for the teachers of that school should be f- to give these kids an education that they can take to the world and be successful. Right. If your goal, and this is the problem with public schools, you know, if just you're to keep them for eight hours, is, is the goal <laughs> is just to maintain a sense of sanity mm-hmm. within the time you have them, mm-hmm. give them enough to pass your standardized test so you don't lose your job, mm. but not enough where they can go out into the competitive world and excel. That's right. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. So as Christians, when you go to a church and you are not putting the onus on the leaders and the teachers to teach you in order for you not to just get by, but to go out into the world and excel. Mm-hmm. Excel in what? Excel in faith. That's it. That's the only you know game. Saying? Yeah. He said the trying of your faith work of patience. So when you're tested with trials, if you're not coming out on the other end with patience and renewed faith and greater faith, right. then maybe we didn't teach you. In the way that we should have taught you. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of church is literally to go around people and build our faith up. Mm-hmm. So when we say, does a Christian have to go to church? The answer is no, you don't have to go. But can you say you're a Christian if you don't want to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you say that you're a Christian when your whole intention is to follow Christ? And then you don't want to follow him where he goes. Because right. see, Christ went to the synagogues. Why did he go? To challenge, to share word, to That's engage, right. to build up, mm-hmm. to exert, exhort, to reprove, to rebuke. That's all these are all church. About. These are tr- Bible words. But what, is, what are we saying? If you have a faith. You need that faith to be cultivated. If you can cultivate it in and of yourself, then ultimately you would be God. You would be already at that place. Do or you, you know what I'm Yeah. Or the scripture you said, faith comes by hearing. So mm-hmm. number one, we said that our job as scriptures, I mean, you as Christians to is to be built up in our faith. Mm-hmm. It says faith comes by hearing. I need to hear the word. Can I hear it on a stream? Yes, you can. Can I hear it on the radio? Yes, you can. Can I get the messages uh, online? Can I just watch a church Joel Osteen or whatever? Sure, you can. Sure. But one thing you're missing is that hearing the word is one thing. He said, but the man that heareth must also do. Mm-hmm. So now there's this space in between hearing and doing that becomes the problem for most people. Yep. I hear the word all day. But I'm having a problem doing. He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm -hmm. That means that there's a weakness there that must be built up. And how is it built up? Through other believers. That's right. Through people who've been through things more than you. Mm -hmm. Through people who've studied and prayed more than you. Being around it. He said, Paul said that he was surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's times where they got out of jail and they immediately went to the groups of people to surround them and support them. Even in worship, they they begin to sing songs of encouragement. These brothers just was in jail and endured hard trials and they just came together and sung. Mm -hmm. 
the sense of community that should exist in the church may not be at the church you're at. Mm-hmm. But you you will be a better Christian for finding one who does. Right. Or trying to challenge your own church, trying to, you know, be that person that's, you know, trying to build this community. Yeah. You you have to try yeah. before you just discount it and say, church doesn't do it. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's just not for me. It's not for me. You know, I, I don't like this church. People are hypocritical. Do you feel like that's the case, too, where people just can't get over the people that are there and they should just go somewhere else? They they can't get over the people that are there. And there, there's there's such it's, it's interesting because we, when we talk about we talk about fellowshipping. Do you know what I mean? We talk about fellowship and coming together. But the problem is, is that when fellowship isn't done in the way that the Bible says, these people are coming together and they create drama. Mm. You're connecting yourselves together. Without the... Right. But the conversation isn't the same. You get what I'm saying? We're fellowshipping. We're sitting in a room together. Mm-hmm. What, what proves that this fellowship is the biblical one is what we are engaging about. Mm-hmm. So if sister so-and-so and sister so-and-so come together and sit in church together and talk, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Because when they're engaging in biblical fellowship, they part ways feeling better, built up. Mm-hmm. feeling built up in their faith. If they part ways with gossip, then they're going to go tell that gossip and spread that gossip. And it creates divisions and mm-hmm. discord. That's and true. that's why your church is the way it is. When you're sitting and you're gossiping, that's not fellowshipping. Mm-hmm. When you come into church and you're talking about who got on what. That's not the fellowshipping. That that type of church, I wouldn't want to go there either. Yeah. That's why this question comes that's up. That's why this question exists. Yeah. There are many a times I've been at, at churches. I've been in, in even my church and felt, what is the purpose of going here? I've been at this particular church since I was 19 years old. I'm 36 now. There are many a times where you see that people's intention for even being here has lost the purpose. Or even before I understood the true purpose of the church, mm-hmm. I just knew if this is church, I don't want nothing to do with it. Right. That question pops up because the purpose of the church is lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Less about answering that question because we already answered it for you. Yes, you can be a Christian and not go to church. No, you will not go to hell for not going to church. That won't be the reason you go. (laughs) But the reason you go will be something else that would not exist in your life had you been around believers that built you up in your faith. Right. It would go, like you said, in between that hearing and doing somewhere in that process, something didn't connect. Something didn't connect. That weakness needs to be supported. Mm-hmm. That weakness needs help. If I know I want to go to the gym and I want to build my muscles up, I got to work out on them weights. Mm-hmm. But they tell you if you're working out on them weights and you've never done it before, you need support. You need, support. You need someone to spot you. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? And what that looks like in church, people don't know. Yeah. But the Bible tells us, he says, the way that this looks at the purpose of the church is that we study his word. I got to study the word. I'm coming to the word from a place of ignorance. There are people who have studied it more than me. 
I may have, there have been times where I've, people have inspired me to study only for me to come into an understanding of something that made me disagree with them. But I still appreciate them because they brought me to a point. A point that I would not even have understood had I not. That's why I'm engaged. Engaged. That's why people, I'm very divisive in my preaching because I'm asking hard questions and I'm not given a lot of answers sometimes. Mm -hmm. And people get frustrated with it because they just want you to tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. But the job of the believer is not to tell people how to live or what to do. It's to challenge them to think and explore and get to know God in a greater way, to give various perspectives that can somehow bring us to a knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's like you go to one school and they teach you how to do uh, math one way. And then another school, and they teach you how to do math another way. Okay. And they're very staunch about it. And they, the teacher's like, show your work. And when you do it the wrong way, even though you got the, the right, right answer, answer, she still will take points off because she's like, we don't like that way here. That mm-hmm. way won't always be beneficial to you. This is the way. Mm-hmm. That's part of doctrine. When you go to different churches, everybody has a way. Mm-hmm. And you want to find a church that has a way that promotes growth in Christ. We don't want to go to churches where the doctrine doesn't build you up in your faith. It builds you up in your religion. Mm-hmm. And we all have gone to churches like that. Yeah. I grew up in apostolic church. There's a lot of, uh, there's some things that are good about apostolic church, but part of the doctrine, at least at this particular church, because I can't speak for all apostolic faith based churches, but at this particular church, I felt that the and a lot of people felt that the doctrine that was being promoted didn't build me up in my faith as much as it did build me up in a sense of religion. Mm-hmm. Do this, do this, do this. Don't do this. You know, yeah. you know, and then you f- even see everyone there doing the same thing, and it yeah, it encourages you to keep stick to the stick to the script, yeah. and then you see that there isn't really a focus on God; it's a focus on what God said. Mm-hmm. And and all, honestly, you know, if I could tell anybody anything, you want to go to a church just talking about God, not just what He said. Mm-hmm. Cause Cause said is past. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk? Go to a church that is trying to engage you to hear God and not just read what he said, Mm -hmm. but actually understand that you are a living epistle. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You are a living Bible. That means that the Bible didn't stop at Revelation. It's constantly growing. There could be a whole nother book called the book of Antoinette. That's why it's called the living word. It's the living word. It is alive. It's growing. And what do you have to do? You have to go to a church that's actually promoting you connecting to this living work cultivating your faith so that as you go into the world you can excel Mm -hmm. and the reason so many people are asking do i have to go to church is because they don't understand why it's like when i was a kid and summertime was over and they said it's time for school and i used to say do i have to i don't understand the purpose of school now mind you it's crazy to an adult they're like of course you, you need, have to. Of course you have to. You need school. But it's like, but really break it down, especially these days with college. Like, why exactly do I have to go to college? I, I'm it, cur- curating debt. And it's like, interesting that you would say that because that's another debate. 
by the same type of young people and people that are professionals of our age is not only are they trying to understand what is the purpose and the validity of church. They're trying to understand what's the purpose and the validity of even higher education because they're saying I've gone through these four years. I've done everything you told me to. And then after I come out, I'm worse than when I went in. Yep. I'm sixty thousand dollars. I got debt. a lot of knowledge, but I got a nothing knowledge. to show for. Oh my goodness, yum! I got a lot of knowledge, but I got nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. I got a ton of debt, and my life is in worse place. Mm-hmm. And I'm now bound mm-hmm. by the wretched Sally May. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Navient, Sally Mae, whatever they call her these days. They change the name, but the game is always the same. That's true. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But you look at church and they like, I'm invested time and money into this church. I've done so much. And after years, I still come out worse than when I came in. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the purpose. I'd rather not go. The reason that question exists and is a right reason is because we've lost the purpose of higher education. We've lost the purpose of church. That's true. That's an interesting parallel. Do you understand? We've lost the purpose of these things. They don't they don't exist for a reason. That's why, you know, people are like, let's make college free. Let's make it free. But But why do they feel that way? They feel like. Education should be available to all. But here's the thing. The reason people don't want to make it free shows you the intention of college. College has become a business in which they want to fleece you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're trying to crack down on these private for-profit colleges. Mm -hmm. Even cracking down on the state-based colleges. Because at the end of the day, they're all thriving off of getting you in there without actually giving you, having a purpose for you being there. The people aren't the purpose of the college no more. Mm. What's the purpose of the college? What the people provide. Which is is either government government. vouchers and loans or either private money. Right. Depending on whether you're going to Strayer or the University of Maryland, whatever you're doing, the dollar sign is the goal of the the college. Yeah, I mean, even athletes when they give them scholarships, they only do it because Absolutely. they bring more and money. They don't to the even school. play. They don't even pay them. Let's take it to that place. Let's take it there. Let's take it there. <laughs> We're take the, it there. The, the the talented people mm. of the church are even taken advantage of. Mm. We don't even make sure that they their lives are perfect. I mean, um, perfected yeah. or, being or being grown, grown in church matured, yeah. or being matured. We all we know is that we want to pimp them. Mm. We want our best singers up on that stage. Matter of fact, we don't have the best singers here. We're going to recruit them like a college. Mm-hmm. Colleges don't say, you know, University of Maryland isn't like, let's take the best players from Maryland right. and let them play on the team. No, they're recruiting people from all over the country so that they can compete because they want to compete because winning means more money. Mm-hmm. Church is the same way. They're recruiting singers. To come and sing at their church. Why? Because the intention of the church isn't no longer the people. Mm-hmm. But it's the money. Yeah. And you say, well, we do factor in. Yeah, you factor in in the sense that they they feel like they, in order to get your money, they have to provide you a service. Right. Which is to entertain you. To 
make you feel comfortable, whether it be luxury seats, whether it be VIP seats, whether it be uh, <laughs> dinner amenities, afterwards. dinner afterwards, daycare, salons, all these things are to get your money in exchange for a service. You are no longer the focus. You are no longer the focal point. Mm. And that's why it costs to go to church like it costs to go to college because they want that dollar. Mm-hmm. And it brings us to this point where people are saying i see the game that's being played i'm hip why do i have to go please don't tell me that god's going to judge me for not going to a church that don't care about me Mm -hmm. i get it i get it Mm -hmm. but i gotta have faith in believing that there's churches who are going to be about people that's right and if you go to a church that ain't too far gone your job is to make sure you are part of the change. All right. And if your faith, if you really want to build on your faith, I feel like you're going to make that effort. Just like if I want to be a doctor that bad, I'm going to find a school that I feel like is really going to teach me. And, you know, I'm going to talk to recruiters. I'm like, are you sure? What's the statistics? Like, I, I'm going to talk. To, I'm going to talk to the recruiters. I'm going to talk to people who have no say, say in the game, mm-hmm. who have no who's, no reason to lie. Right. I, Alumni. I, right. I'm going <laughs> to visit. You visit churches. Yeah, I, I'm always interested in people who talk about God called them to a church, and, and they're they're not fully engaged in that church. Then why did He call you there just to sit there? You don't talk to anybody else there. That would be yeah. that'd be weird that God would call you to a church just to sit and be entertained. Right. A lot of people go to these churches just because their mothers and fathers went. Yep. Everybody should be of sitting and evaluating. Why do I go to this church? What does it benefit me? What do what do I get from this church? Mm-hmm. I want to get something from it. Because even me, like after graduating and even like after my dad left the church, I, I go to, we both go to. I went out and tried, you know, went to different churches and stuff and I didn't feel like. I got anything really from it. So I was like, let me try to go back to my church. And I actually began to actually engage, start going to Bible study, start actually talking to my ministers and stuff like that. And that helped me, you know, learn what this process is about. And what it should cause us to do, because let me use another example here. We say that there's things wrong with the government, but our effort to change is always limited in the sense of this. We're willing to protest, but we're not willing to become those delegates, those senators, those presidents. Why? Because that's a lot of work. Yeah, that, that'll take some time. That'll take some time. A lot of stuff will happen in between us. Right. <laughs> and I can become one of those and I, I'll be just like Obama, like barely make a difference. That's what you say. You know what I'm saying? Like if people have this perception, like if your church is not where you think it should be, learn, grow in the faith, yeah. become a be minister. Do you get what I'm saying? Become a minister, become an elder, become a pastor, make the church you want. Mm-hmm. Either build one yourself or, or be a part of this church and be a part of the change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I decided... Something had to give. I was like, the rubber has met the road. I'm either going to leave my church, Life Changing Faith, Suitland, Maryland. I'm either going to leave this church because I don't see that it provides a purpose for me. Mm -hmm. I'm either going to leave it and go to another church 
or I need to start to engage it. Right. I need to not be that kid who sits in the class and ex- expects that if the he expects for all the effort to come from the teacher. Right. I expect all the effort to come from the teacher, right. but I'm never engaging the teacher with any effort. Those are the best classes. Even when you see kids raising their hands and asking questions, even if the teacher gets stumbled and stuff like that, you still get more out of it. You got to challenge Being the voice. Your job is to challenge the teacher to teach, but also to push yourself to learn Mm -hmm. you have to put legs and effort behind your learning in order for you to see the benefit Mm -hmm. if just church is supposed to provide a purpose the purpose is to build us up in our faith right then we should be putting just as much effort into learning as we are into making sure we are being taught something worth learning Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying people have people have become such uh critiquers but they don't actually go further yeah. do you know what i'm saying I, critiquing is a problem to me even in in the sense of business or whatever i have this rule where if somebody says that i, I something's not right you have to give me an alternative for it mm-hmm. because you're coming from just by you critiquing you're acting like you're from a place of knowledge right. so since you know so much show it Okay, the pastor didn't preach a good word to you today. What should he have said? What should he have said? Right. And what, then take what, that. What would you have learned? What, what would you? What would what you have I taught? Wanted to talk, teach. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, that that person can't sit there no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was that person. This this word not for me. Well, won't you be the message? That's right. Why don't you preach the message you want to hear? That's what drives me to teach. Mm-hmm. And people be like, oh, my goodness, you know, I learned so much from you, you learn so much because I want to learn so much. And I want to be for people what I wish somebody was for me. That's why I study. I study because I'm, I got tired of being a young person asking questions and getting no answers. God said. The Bible says so. Because the Bible says so. Why can't I do this? Because the Bible says so. It's like, yeah, that's part one of the answer. Part one, <laughs> there's a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. I, if I ask somebody, should I go to church? The answers was always, yes, God says you should go to church. No, I don't have to go. Not if it ain't the church. Mm-hmm. But I better try to find a church. Not because not going to church is what sends me to hell. But because if I'm not in church being built up, then my spirit, no matter how willing it is, will fail because my flesh is weak. It will. Yep. I need to be around people who can support me and build me up in my faith. Mm-hmm. That's how we grow. You there, can't grow in isolation. It don't. We. It don't work yeah. like that. There's a perfect example of that is when when you went through uh, some some hard times in your life. You know what I'm saying? The church was able to help you. Now, in hindsight, think about this. You'll be like, no, the church ain't helped me. These people helped me. Da, 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 da. Well, we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for the church. That's right. I represent the church. Mm-hmm. Not the church, the building, but the church, the body of Christ. Which, guys, you got to understand, there, there is two types of church we're talking about. There's a church building, a visible building. 
they it's called the church. The gathering of people. Where yeah. People gather, the, yeah. Where the people gather. But the people of God is the church. Mm -hmm. When he says he's coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle, he's not coming back and inspecting buildings. Mm -hmm. God is not, you know, house flippers. No. God is looking at the people of God, which represent the church. And so when the people of God help each other, they are doing the purpose of the church. Yes, sir. When you were going 16 and you lost your mom and you needed people to support you and help you and your family members weren't necessarily stepping up to the plate in the way that they needed to, even though they may have been doing things that they thought were fine. Yeah. It's it's deeper than that. Yeah. And so the people of God have to come and help Fill people. in those gaps. Yeah. Fill in the gaps. We're supposed to be the gap fillers. Yep. Not that you lacked a meal because you had a father, but you lacked faith in the midst of a trying time. That's right. And so people had to come in and build your faith up. Mm -hmm. That happens because you're a part of a church. The reason you're a part of this church today is because there were people in this church who reached out to you. Yep. People I can name to this day. And built you up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a reason why you go to another church and be like, well, those people, they may not do the same thing for me. And then some people say, well, the only reason they did that is because they're your family. But we wasn't your family. Yeah. We're like family now. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Me and you are like brother and sister now. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I engaged with you based on what the scriptures tell us church is. Mm -hmm. And now I understand what it means to be, have a family in Christ. That's how Jesus looked at the um they say your mother's outside and he said my my family's in here he said those who do the will of god that's they my mother my that's right. my brother that's mm -hmm. my sister that's right. what was he saying he's saying family is is the church is supposed to be family but what makes us family is that we all are building in our faith to obey god right. no matter what if my sister ain't obeying god because of what she sees, she's not operating by faith. My job is to connect her. with her, build her up. And I'm not done with her until she's walking and can help somebody else. That's right. That's the church. Nobody wants to leave that church. Would you want to leave that church? No. Nobody wants to miss a Sunday from that church. Would you want to miss a Sunday? No, no, I'm saying mm -hmm, I'm with you. Like <laughs> she said, mm, I would, you know, totally. <laughs> totally. I, I don't even care about what you're saying right now. We don't want to miss a Sunday. I don't miss a Sunday now because I have a part of a church. Even when people come to the very church I'm at, mm -hmm. here's the kicker: people will come to the very church I'm at, net, and say this church is dead. Right. And I'll be like, it's alive. You just ain't seeing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a church that's happening. Within this church, that some people are missing because they won't engage. Amen. I had a sister come up to me today, a, a grown woman. She said, can you help me learn how to read? I said, yes, that's the church. That's right. That's the church that nobody's going to see because I'm not going to stand that woman up there and be like, I taught her. How to read. I taught her how to read. I'm going to help her learn how to read. I'm not going to do that. But this is the church that a lot of people won't get to see because they don't engage in the church 
in its true purpose. Mm-hmm. You you would see the church that I see if you became the church you should be. So just to rewind, I feel like we've we've covered two separate things because we're talking about the issues within like believers and then the actual church. Yeah. We're talking about No, I'm just doing like a review yeah. in my head cuz yeah. we're, we're 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 talking about the church is the body of believers that will stand on the faith of God. Mm-hmm. But there's a church building that those believers should be in in which they can engage others to grow in that very faith. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing that, or you don't feel like it's happening at your church, then your response should never be, what's the use of going? Mm-hmm. Your, your response should be, either I find another church to go to. Or I shift that. Or I shift and become part of the change of this church. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Let me look at it this way. There's a lot of things that's wrong with America. There were a ton of people that said, if Trump becomes president, I'm leaving America. Mm-hmm. Trump became president. You ain't go nowhere. Nobody's anywhere. You haven't gone anywhere. Not even the celebrities that said it. You're still <laughs> not even, here. Not even the celebrity has gone anywhere. Let me tell you why. Because at the end of the day, you were just talking. You wasn't really about that. But what you need to do is if you see that America's a mess and there's somebody in leadership that's a mess, you need to be a part of the change. Part of the change means it might be demonstration, civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. Your pastor saying something and you don't agree with it. You let him know. You demonstrate. You say, that's not in the word. I need some answers right now. Yeah. No truth, no peace. <laughs> no truth, this no peace. This is just an example, guys. I this don't is, want y'all walking no, up no, in yeah, there trust me. with pitchforks. No, you don't need. This is not with pickets. This is you don't need to have the picket sign in your hand. You need to have the Bible in your hand, That's and right. you need to sit with him and engage with him. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Hold like, him accountable. Here's the thing: people got upset when Steve Harvey went up there with Trump. Steve Harvey realized he's taking the principle that I'm talking about. No, hear me out. I know, but hear me out. We don't know what they talked about. That's true. We don't know what they talked about, and we know that. The one one of the things that we're supposed to be doing is if you're part of a church that you don't feel is actually moving in a purpose that's beneficial to you, you need to go with that leader and have a conversation. That's true. Now, you can lead that conversation. That leader don't even listen to you. You need to go ahead and do what he's going to do. But I have to applaud you for at least saying, I'm going to give this a try. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an opportunity since I can't change the situation. I ain't the pastor here. You mm-hmm. are. I got to respect him. You know what I'm saying? I understand the people that say they were up there doing the sambo dance and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I got to respect somebody who says, you're in charge. I can't change that. I need to try to have a a form with you. If you're going to give me the opportunity to talk, which ultimately we we may have an issue with that. But we aren't even in a position where he would take a meeting with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If I was in there with him, I would have shot him. Or if yeah, I heard all types of stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, you wasn't in there. But at your church, you're in there. You're in there. Yeah. You have an opportunity. Say, hey, Pastor, I would like to talk to you. 
I would like to have a conversation with you. I, I don't understand this. Well, some people go to the mega churches where you got scheduled an appointment. Then schedule it. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? You some people do go to churches that it's almost like Trump is the pre- is yeah. the pastor. You gotta get through security. You gotta get through security. You you even uh drop a saliva, get on them, they might tackle you. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But in the process of that, either if you're gonna stay at that church, those conversations need to be had. Mm-hmm. Why do they need to be had? Because you're not getting what you need. You're not. And if you're not, then that question's going to always pop up. Do I have to go? Mm-hmm. Do I have to go? I don't really want to. Do can I? Can I still be this and not go? Can I like? still be this and not? Yeah, but you won't be an effective Christian. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me look at it. But then it's even not because they might not even, when you don't see the purpose in it, it's like. Absolutely. You don't see that purpose either. It's so like tell all you, of it. Let's look at it this way. The church is the pencil sharpener, and you are the pencil. Now, lead is the faith. We want to expose the lead so that you might be used by God. Mm-hmm. Yep. In order to expose the lead, we have to sharpen, sharpen you. It. Yep. Otherwise, if you remain unsharpened, no matter how, how many people have you in their hands, no matter how much you want to be used by God, he can't use you. Mm-hmm. No matter how many people you come across and want to be a blessing to, they can't take advantage of that because you don't have what you need exposed to the world in mm-hmm. a fine, definite way where someone can use you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're, we're supposed to be that pencil that's sharpened. And so when you come to church, you should leave out sharp. If you come to church and you leave out dull, you got to find another church yeah. or you got to help that church sharpen its blades. That's right. I'm a blade sharpener, man. I come in here and I'm going to engage with everybody. I, I have knocked down drag outs with my pastor. I have knocked down drag outs with my elder. I have knocked down <laughs> drag outs with everybody because why? I'm trying to sharpen us so that when people come in, they leave out sharp. Mm-hmm. People will only be as sharp as we are. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know how we hate blunt pencils with a dull point. Right. Just like we hate messages with a dull point. The worst. It's the worst. We hate when people try to talk about the word with us with a dull point. Oh, my goodness. Here comes Sister So-and-so again. I'm going to tell you, baby, you're going to burn in hell if you don't lengthen that dress. You got a dull point, sweetie. Mm -hmm. We still talk about dress lengths in 2017. You got a dull point. (laughs) Sweetie, your cleavage, as long as your cleavage out, God can't use you. You still talking about breast meat in 2017? (laughs) You got a dull point. You need to go to a church that sharpens you so you can start building this girl up in her faith, not up in her wardrobe. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. This is how we get to people like people are walking around like I just brought a friend to church. He's not my man. What he is to you don't matter. It don't matter. We're nobody. Because let me tell you why. Because we're I'm more interested in your faith. Where's your faith at? Faith produces the work that I hope to see. Mm-hmm. Not you listening to me. Ain't nobody that strong enough to be that much of an influence in your life that you're going to do what they say even when they're not around. 
But faith, faith causes people to have integrity when no one's around, Mm -hmm. when no one's looking. We begin to have this faith. That's our job. As we can, you know, as we talk about this, man, it's interesting because that's the purpose of the church is lost and it presents us with this question. And so, like we said, just to close out, we answered the question. Yes, you can be be a Christian in the sense that you believe in God and you receive salvation. But in order for you to complete that salvation by seeing him in heaven and him saying, well done, that would mean that you would have had to been obedient. And so to be obedient, you need help. You need strength. You need people building you up because it's hard. We was talking about the other day. I said, man, it's hard to believe. It's so hard to believe in a world that's telling you otherwise <laughs> every day. It's hard. To, it's hard to believe on every level of that phrase. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe in the sense of fathom that it even happened or existed. It's hard to believe it'll work. S- <laughs> that it works. It's hard to believe that you can do what it's saying <laughs> that you can do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe that God can do what He's saying He could do. Mm-hmm. You need people to build that faith up so that it becomes easier to believe. That's right. Or even in the spite of it being hard to believe, you yet believe. That's the goal of the church. And if you're not going to a church that's doing that, get out of there. Because you can be a better Christian without them. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Because you leave there every Sunday investing your time and your money. money. Yep. And you don't even leave out with something. With a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't to take leave, it back to the <laughs> to take it back to the pencil. You don't even leave out with a point. Mm-hmm. And that's what God wants you to have a point. So hope we answered that question. We're gonna be more focused on answering questions as we continue on with this podcast. Um, Because we don't want to lose sight of what we're here for. We're here to talk about real church matters. We're not about saying real church matters. We're talking about real church matters. The things that people not talking about. If yeah. Ain't no pastor talking about this because you're going to lose members. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, pastors get nervous when you say stuff like this and they get upset when you leave their church because, once again, the intention is wrong. Yep. The intention is wrong. Yep. I wish we could go there. I was about to say, geez, why are you even bringing that up? <laughs> I wish we could go there, but the intent, we talked about it. Um, there's no different than the dean is going to do everything he can do to not get you to transfer out of his school. Because if you leave, that's one less check. So he's going to try to solve your problem mm. and do whatever that he even, can. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just thinking about how, like, even when you flunking, like, why not? Why? Oh, <laughs> they don't kick you out. Just, you can flunk all you want. You just got to repay for more just, classes. Just keep paying. Yeah. Just keep paying. You keep sending all day as long as you pay your tithes. You keep feeling disgusted and depressed. That doesn't become a factor to people until you stop paying your tithes, until you stop saying that you don't want to come here no more. I would tell some of y'all, here, 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 I'm saying this. 
I would stop paying my tithes until you felt like the church was providing to you the the services that build your faith, not just daycare services and hair salon services and dance ministries and youth ministries, but actually were preaching a word and engaging a word that causes you to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to a church and you get all aggressive like this, and they are, and it's just the fact that you haven't been aggressive in your learning, mm-hmm. then hey, hey, I ain't tell you all of that. <laughs> you took it the wrong you way. took you you took it the wrong way that's why we try to cover both sides of it because we have to be just as yeah. active in our growth and evaluating it that's and what evaluating this is all about whether we're being the church that we need the church to be to us right. if you're not then you got another issue going on and but all in all you know church matters it does, it does. It's beneficial to my life. And I'm glad that I decided to be a part of a church so that I can be beneficial to other people's lives. Because we wouldn't have met if it had not been for church. Nope. And I wouldn't have been able to benefit from you in my life and you be, me being in yours mm-hmm. if it had not been for church. This is where fellowship went right. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Two people met and they were able to grow in the faith together and learn and support each other. All right. Not two people met in church and you end up having a baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this or is or worse, or end up hating each other, hating each other, or just drama. Stuff, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There, this is this is the product of church. You know what I'm saying? I've been a pencil sharpener to you. You've been a pencil sharpener to me. Both of us have enough of a point in our pencil. Mine might not be as sharp as I want it. Yours might not be as sharp as you want it. But we constantly. But we're constantly working. To help each other and help others. Yeah. And it transcends family. Like it, it, it's, it's deeper than that. So much deeper than it's that. It's deeper than that. The, the closeness, the bond that we have. You know, I hate to be mushy on here, but the bond that we have is something that irrevocably changed my life. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a shift from before life-changing faith and after. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying before internet and after internet because it's deeper than that. Yeah. It's before life-changing faith and after. When I came to this church, I was one way. When I when I leave this church, I'll be another way. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the better for it. Amen. Not leaving with more worse than the I strut, came in. Right. Not leaving with a bad taste in my mouth about church and about my identity and about God. Or the people that or are the there. people of God. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But having a better sense of my part in this world right. and my purpose and faith. And hopefully I've helped other people be the same way. But if you're not part of a church like that. Man, you're missing out. You're missing out. They yeah. out here. They're definitely out they're, here. They're out here. Ask questions, man. Ask questions. Ask we, me. We have the same accountability doing this podcast. Yes. It's the same as the Absolutely. pastors and the leaders. We- Absolutely. And I'm up for the challenge. So ask me at realchurchmatters.com. We're out of here.